The Last Mile is a segment of shipping that has plagued many big logistics companies. So as of late, it's often left to local shipping guys and gals to manage this aspect of the delivery process. One of those folks who's managing it and doing a damn good job of it is Chris Bright. You might know him as Last Mile Legend on Instagram, and he has been so successful that he's also now helping other folks get their own Last Mile fleet started by following the moniker of Start Small and Big. Hello everyone, Blythe Brumley with DigitalDispatch.io here, and I've got another good one for you. This time from a Duval local, and for those who don't know, Duval is a county in Jacksonville, Florida, and we sort of have our own culture down here that's defined by growing up in Duval County. So Chris is a shining example of growing up here in Duval and ultimately becoming a leader that can not only run and grow his business effectively, but he's also helping others do the same. Hope y'all enjoy. Right. Well, for one side of, of the trucking coin in which we're talking about, you know, the, the, the feedback loop and how crucial that is, let's flip it over to the fleet owner side of things, because now we're going to bring in Chris Bright. He's the managing partner of No Limit Truck Co. and the creator of Start Small and Big. Let's go ahead and welcome Chris in. Welcome into the show, Chris, fellow, fellow Duval resident. <laughs> Yes, yes, Duval. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I, I was hoping you would somebody would do that at this point, some point in the show. <laughs> now, now we, Chris, as, as a little bit of backstory for for the viewers, we met about a year ago here in in Jacksonville. I had I, I had the pleasure right. of interviewing one of the the smartest minds in trucking, Demarco Thomas. Um, and since then, Indeed. things have blown up for you. Give us a little info, you know, about your your backstory and how you started up your company. Uh well. Um... My backstory is just ultimately, you know, wanting to get out of corporate America, right? Wanting to have, you know, my own piece of the pie and uh, run a business, just getting your entrepreneurship. So my backstory is I, I started it with box trucks and then ultimately uh, just found my groove with it. And later on, you know, just becoming very interested and passionate about the other side of trucking, you know, that you don't see, you know, with the with the big trucks, the, the, the last mile and the middle mile. So from there, you know, I just fully submerged myself into last mile, whereas now, you know, built uh, a 20 unit uh, Sprinter Ram fleet uh, that delivers packages in Jacksonville as well as Atlanta. And, uh, you know, that's my story. So I'm here. I'm just teaching uh, how to you know, start last mile fleets, how to get a part of the last mile industry uh, to people that you know, may think that transportation is too high of an obstacle. You know, I'm showing them a different way to get into the transportation community. Love it. And and were you always into trucking or did you did you just sort of fall into it by accident? A lot of people it's it's because you know the family member was involved with trucking, which is you know my my origin story. But what about you? Did you always just maybe have an interest in it or did somebody else sort of you know bring you in like you're doing for other folks? Yeah, well, for me, that's that's a good question. So originally so my passion is printing, right? I love I love the printing, designing, and things like that. So trucking was not like uh, the ideal, you know, business for me, if I was to get into business for myself, it would always have been printing. But, you know, uh, this is my second go at business. So in my first go, I, I learned things the hard way, you know, about accounting and, you know, revenue and, you know, making sure, you know, expenses and all those different things. So uh, when I that business didn't go as well, right, I wanted to get into something that um, I could really understand the industry, you know, uh, 
grow the business to not have to be in the business. And uh, I have a younger brother, you know, that drives trucks. And he was just telling me about the business itself. So, um, you know, when that opportunity came up and I got a second go at business, I just always told myself I was going to get into trucking. Um, and from my perspective, I thought it was going to be a semi-truck. But just learning as I was getting through, you know, I realized that I didn't have enough money, you know, to start a semi-truck business and avoid some of the pitfalls that I had in my in my past business in trucking, I mean, in, in printing. So I wanted to come from a, a easier entry point when that pretty much is how I landed on, you know, getting started with a single box truck uh, running Amazon freight. And so when you, when you started out in sort of the last mile sector, where, how did you see opportunities there? Was it strictly because you, you, you didn't want to, to pay the cost of a big semi that you wanted to go into last mile or were there other factors that you saw opportunity in last mile where maybe some other folks didn't? Yeah. Well, my, the biggest advantage that I've seen was that I could do it myself, right? I wanted to be able to uh, start a business and not have to lean on someone on some credentials that I did not have, you know? So I was not interested in going over the road and driving over the road trucking. So the, uh, I wanted to, again, have something where I could do the work as well as create jobs around me. And I know the majority of the people that I knew that I could get into to, to support me and help me, they didn't have CDL licenses either. So I wanted to specifically find uh, a niche within transportation that I could leverage non-CDL drivers to be the driver that I use, you know, to build my fleet around. And so speaking of, of building the fleet, how many trucks do you have now? And, and and do you have plans to expand outside of last mile? Or are you really, you know, honed in on focusing on that last mile? Yeah, I think the last mile market is, is still, you know, we still don't know uh, everything that's going to come up. Right. So I think that to, for me, the best spot for me to be is to stay as close as possible mm -hmm. to last mile. I do believe there are ways to grow, you know, and grow to those other uh, pieces of equipment, you know, and stay and still stay within last mile, right? And feed your total operations. So as of now, you know, we, have, we operate 20 vans um, in Jacksonville and Atlanta. Uh, I have five box trucks and I actually just got my first semi truck uh, and trailer. So for me, I'm, I'm trying to build a, a very well integrated last mile operation, you know, where I can not only uh, distribute the goods locally within the city out of Sprinter vans and also maybe service them dock to dock with a, with a box truck middle mile. I can also send a truck to go get freight as well for distribution. So, you know, um, for me, I, again, I want to just stay as committed to last mile as possible and find a way to get within every niche of this vertical as I it grows to, you know, warehousing, tractors, everything. Yeah, because it's, I mean, it sounds like you're going a mile deep instead of a mile wide, which is, I think, is where Absolutely. a lot of business owners make that mistake as they try to be too many things to, to, to too many people. That's, uh, I, I, I unfortunately yeah. have done that before myself, but you don't learn until that's like, like that, that's, you know, DeMarco said it best about a year ago. He's like, you don't learn until you lose money. And that was a losing money situation <laughs> for me. Absolutely. Not, Absolutely. With that growth that that you've experienced, you're now teaching other people how to do the same thing that you're doing. W was there any Absolutely. risk, I guess, in, in sort of giving away the secret sauce? Or, or did you always want to get to a level where you could help other people, you know, do the same thing that you're doing? Well, you, you have you have all the good questions. I love that. <laughs> I love that. I love that. No, I, I love that. And you're right. You know, um, I think it gets it, it got it gets to the point where, you know, once you understand the industry that you're in and you see, you know, 
the just the how huge this industry is, right? So for me, it's like, you know, you can go further faster if you get people involved, right? If you can teach people how to have be responsible on their own last mile fleets, you know, you can be a part of the reason that they can run in their respective city. So for me, uh, once I've, you know, kind of figured out the process of getting equipment, figured out the process of hiring, it's like, okay, how can I, you know, be more potent, you know, and, and, and get to a thousand units or so have a network of a thousand people. So the best way to do that is to teach people what I know, you know, the good practices that I've created, and the things that have helped me find success and overall get them to all, you know, everyone to believe in, you know, to have one common goal, which will be to build a, a very powerful, you know, last mile distribution network. So uh, that's where I got to that point. Like, you know, let me start a community of people. And that's how the Start Small and Big, you know, boot camp and community just kind of came to be. I love that. And and I, I would imagine that that's exactly what you mean by start small in big is, is that you're starting Absolutely. with one truck and then expanding from there. Um, what are some some challenges that maybe you have experienced or maybe you haven't experienced yet that that you're discovering through teaching other people through that start small in big program? Are there maybe more questions that are popping up that are unique to last mile that you didn't know? Yeah, well, you know, there are tons of things, right? Like, you know, for example, I wasn't even aware of, you know, that FedEx is essentially made up of several contractors, you know, across the country. So there are several questions within just the whole last mile chain that still intrigue me, you know, and, and starting with, you know, the names behind the contracts, you know, with the coordination of the freight, the, the power of the warehouse is selected for the distribution chain. So, again, once you get further into it, you really understand that, you know, the vans and the trucks, and the pieces of equipment are just the end of the process. It makes you get more interested in like the beginning of the process. You know, where did the where did the the goods start out at? You know, from the from the transaction, the e-commerce transaction of the person actually making the purchase. You know, what happens then in the supply chain? So again, my my, my passion has pretty much grown from you know last mile to now just being observant of the entire supply chain and just figuring out okay, now how can I get my 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 name on this as well? And and so as you're as you're you're teaching more folks to 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 come into the last mile industry, are, have you noticed any success stories yet that, that that are popping up for people who have taken your program and then actually put it into action? Oh yes, oh yes, absolutely, absolutely. So right now we have a community of about 150 people uh, okay. that have went through our boot camp. Uh, we have dozens of people, you know, that are have their first vans now. And we're getting ready for the peak season. We have people that have maybe not even had to have, you know, their own van, but have learned. We've taught them how to, you know, become a courier and create revenue just with their with their personal car. So we have tons of success stories. You know, one of my most favorite ones is, you know, uh, we have an individual. I won't mention her uh, because she's really, really private, but she actually started with her car. You know, and she grew from her car. Now she has two vans and she's getting ready for the peak season just by, you know, putting yourself out there, uh, you know, executing on some of the things that we discussed and really just finding her own lane and, and being, you know, just following the instructions. So, again, it's, it's really gratifying to see everyone, you know, becoming a part of the industry, you know, actually realizing that you can make money, you know, in transportation outside of the bigger truck. And also, you know, just humble and respectfully, right, being able to notice that, listen, you don't have to start with a truck. You know, you can start anywhere and grow your way to that. So I think uh, that's why I try to make a good example, you know, and just show them how I built a diverse fleet. But still, you know, just one step at a time. 
start small and big. I love that yes, story that she started out with just her car and then now is progressing and it, it progressing more in life to, to, it sounds like becoming an entrepreneur in, in spirit Absolutely. and in practice. So it, it, that's awesome. Great job. So it, you also, you mentioned earlier in the show that, that you come from a, a creative background, you, you owned a print shop. And I think that that, you know, the, the creativeness is very evident from your, your Instagram profile. Can, can you give us a little bit of backstory on, on how you turned that creative into a business opportunity? It, was it just the print shop or were you maybe, you know, in the, the graphic design studio well before then? And this was the, you know, the, the passion that you wanted to turn into a business. Yeah. Uh so I've always had, you know, something that I was doing, right? It was always something, you know, I'm selling something or, you know, I'm a part of this campaign and doing something. So business, no matter what it was, business has always been a part of, you know, that's how, you know, from day one, right? As a, as a young kid, you know, the goal was to have money in my pocket so I could get the things that I wanted. And not only that, just create opportunity. So, you know, ultimately for me, I try to go towards things where I can, uh, you know, influence, right. And, and have the most positive impact that I can. So, you know, with my social media and everything else like that, I'm just sharing my day to day, you know, I'm just sharing things that I really believe in. I'm just sharing, you know, things that are really important to me. And, you know, and a lot of people subscribe to it because they gravitate towards it and they see that, you know, there is, um, honor in, you know, in sharing information, you know, there is honor in trying to create opportunities for other ones. There is honor in, you know, showing humility and just showing that you're not afraid to start from the bottom and you don't care what people think about it because at least you're getting started. So, um, you know, I just try to be who I am, right? Try to keep good people around me, you know, shout out to uh, Metro Max Dispatch and all that that group has going on. I try to keep good people around me and just be uh, a valuable asset to those around me. So that way, you know, the same amount of energy that they give to me and information, I can give that back. I love that. It's, it's, it's nothing more fulfilling than to help teach somebody else what you've learned and to help them avoid some of those roadblocks and challenges that you've gone through in order for them to, to get there faster. Now, now for the more, I guess, more immediate future where we're coming up on peak season, last mile is an incredible demand for it right now and for the foreseeable future. How are you prepping your fleet for, for peak season right now? Well, you know, I'm sure you know, right? This is like last year was the biggest peak season ever. You know, this year is going to be the biggest peak season ever, right? You know, I um, think the transactions are expected to top, you know, $200 billion. You know, it, it's it's just, it's it's unthinkable, you know, how uh, much of a demand and strain is put on last mile during this packaged peak season. So, you know, we're looking to ramp up, you know, we want to have 50 to 75 bodies available, you know, in each city that can help us deliver packages across multiple operations, you know, we are preparing our fleet, right, doing the uh, preventative maintenance now, you know, staying ahead of it, working on practices now, you know, figuring out different ways and different nuances to, to be more efficient and effective with the day. So right now we are, you know, we're, it's not peak season yet, but for us, it really is because we're preparing for it. You know, so right now, it's just every single day all out. What can we do to improve today, to get better today and just be prepared for, you know, no, no one really knows what to expect this upcoming holiday peak season. Hmm. Now, now with I guess with prepping all uh, of your team for the peak season, are there's a lot. There's always been conversation about you know retention and recruiting for for big rigs for semis. 
does last mile, do, do you experience a lot of those recruiting challenges as well? Or is it probably, I would imagine, a little bit easier to recruit drivers if they can stay home on nights and weekends? Right, right, right. Well, you know, you still have challenges though, right? You know, uh, because that's just the, that's just in the sport of, you know, relying on people to help run your business, right? So you're always going to have personnel things that you have to work through and develop through. Uh, so no matter what, you know, I, I was just watching the last segment, right? And driver appreciation extends all the way down to this sector as well. So, you know, uh, the biggest thing, the biggest advice that I always give in recruiting people and just not having as high of a turnover and just really investing in the people, you know, letting leading from a, a, a good hearted perspective, right? Uh, providing good detail, getting to know the people. And uh, because word of mouth is the best advertisement out. So I usually lean on the people that work for the operation to bring us more people because you'll find a few things, you know, you even have people that once they commit and buy into the business, they will they will do the vetting out for you. You know, they don't want to refer a bad seed to where they make their money. at. So I find a lot of times you know, people will say like, hey, you know, my cousin wants to get a job here, man. But, you know, he's not really dependable. So I'll bring you the next person that comes. You know, it happens more than you think. So, uh, but but still, you know, we deal with challenges, uh, but at the end of the day as well, we have a really good, strong turnover, more so, as I said, because we invest in our people and I really go above and beyond to make sure they know that I care about them. Love that. that that's such a great message. And 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 I hate to, to I guess, end it on this note, but uh, <laughs> you're obviously a Duval, you're, you're a Duval resident. Um, Jaguar Absolutely. season just got started. Uh, how are you feeling about Urban Meyer? <laughs> I'm going to speak positive light. <laughs> I'm going to speak positive light over our team, over our, over our team. I'm not a Gator fan, you know. Uh, so we have bad blood since then, me and myself and Urban Meyer. Uh, just so, but you know what? He's in Duval now. I wish him the absolute best because he is leading a team that, you know, my hometown team. So I love him. You know, I love Urban Meyer. I love the Jaguars. And I know that, you know, this, this is our year. This is our year. <laughs> we, we start praying right now because <laughs> I think we're going to need it. <laughs> oh, man, it's right, been Chris, such a pleasure. <laughs> where can people follow more of your work? Yeah, well, you can absolutely catch me out on Instagram at Last Mile Legend. Uh, start Small and Big is the movement. If you are out there, you are interested in the Last Mile industry, if you're interested in learning how to turn vans into income earning assets and becoming a part of the last mile industry, which spans across from having your own personal fleet all the way to maybe one day learning how to have your own FedEx fleet. You know, check us out, startsmallnbig.com. Even if you just want free information, I'm always dropping jewels at Last Mile Legend on Instagram. I co-signed that. Thank you so much, Chris. We'll put all of those links in the show notes and in the description so people can, it'll be easy for folks to, to find your work because it really is, you're, you're one of my favorite Instagram followers. So keep up the great work and Thank thanks for you. coming on the show. Absolutely. I wish you the best. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you. And go Jags as much as possible. <laughs> I hope you enjoyed that episode of the Digital Dispatch Podcast. If you like what you heard, consider sharing it with a friend. Podcast discoverability is a bit of a challenge for creators like myself. So word of mouth goes a long way. You can check out past episodes of the show by hitting up the learn page on digitaldispatch.io. I also have some free courses on the site that cover content marketing, distribution, and even how to audit your own website. 
that's going to come in handy as everyone starts to prepare for those 2022 budgets. While you're there, you can also check out our socials, the DIY shop, or custom services. Until next time, I'm Blythe Brumleave, and I will see you real soon. 